Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm Coach Damon. And before we get started... With today's episode, I want to read a quick word from our sponsor, and that's my own online camp, the Lax Goalie Rat Camp. So let's say you're a lacrosse goalie parent listening to this, and you want to help your kid improve. Check out the Lax Goalie Rat online camp. You're going to get the instruction. You're going to understand the game and this position. You're going to get all the drills that you need to train an elite lacrosse goalie. And most importantly, you'll understand how to help and train goalies mentally which is often the hardest part of the game. So check out the camp. It's available at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. For anybody that watched the 2018 Men's D1 National Championship Tournament, you'll already know my next guest. It's Yale's Jack Starr. This dude won a national championship as just a freshman, which is such an amazing feat. And in this conversation, we talk about his method of preparation, and everything he went through that season. Unlike other goalies, Jack, of course, is still in college, so we touch on a lot of issues that are top of mind for him. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Yale's Jack Starr. Number 23 goalie from Yale, national champion. Jack, welcome to the show, and first of all, let me say congratulations on uh, the national championship. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I want to talk about that game quite a bit, if we could. Um, how did you handle the nerves going into that game? I, you know, as, as a freshman playing on such a big spotlight, you have to have, have to have some nerves going into that. I'm curious, how did you go about handling those? So I think it's, it's interesting. I, yes, I was a freshman, uh, um, but we had had a pretty long season and I guess I, wasn't as affected by the nerves as I think I was at times earlier in the season. Um, I think I kind of luckily had had a good amount of experience before that. And um, I mean, <laughs> nerves are definitely something that can be crippling. They can help you if you funnel that energy the right way. And uh, I think by that point in our season um, and with kind of with that experience, with all the help from, kind of senior leaders and upper class leaders. Um, I kind of learned at that point how to use that nervous energy to help myself focus. Um, but also a lot of it was our coaches. Um, and <clears throat> that's kind of one thing Coach Shea helped me with a good amount is um, just focusing on that next play mentality and being in the moment. And it's easier said than done, but um I think that's that was a big thing that helped me um, near the end of the season, and I think it's so important in the goalie position uh, is being able to kind of control your mindset and be calm when you need to. Uh, so I guess, yeah, that <laughs> controlling nerves definitely that wasn't uh, kind of a solo effort. That was um, a lot of guys helping me do that. And um, yeah, and be experienced throughout. 
Yeah, for sure. So it sounds like, you know, like you said, you went through that entire season and you've got a whole season under your belt of dealing with essentially that same thing, right? Like getting ready for those big games. Every game's big. Um, you know, especially kind of as a first year, um, kind of having this be my first year, it's every game was big to me. And, um, I think every player has the mentality that the only, obviously the kind of the only game that matters is the next one. Um, and it seems maybe cheesy, maybe like, yeah, yeah, but really you don't, don't you care about the ones after that, like postseason. Um, but I think one thing our team did really well was we really did, um, kind of just think about the next game and, and kids start talking about the postseason. It's kind of shut down quickly. And, um, we knew that we just needed to focus on each opponent, each opponent's good. Um, and you can't take anyone lightly. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great advice. What um, you mentioned, you know, that next next play, next um, next mentality of you know when you give up a goal, kind of letting that not not dwelling on that, but kind of moving on. What um, do you have like a post goal routine that you go through, or is it more like a specific thing, or is it just more like that mental, uh, like thinking to yourself, all right, let that play go. Yeah. Um, so I have one I do. Um, I think it's kind of all the goalies I know. It's something slightly different. Um, and you just have to kind of find what helps you reset, what makes you comfortable, um, whether it's deep breaths, um, a physical action. You might see me touch the pipes a certain way or hit the pipes with my stick. Um, maybe right after goal, you <clears throat> have something to – I think you can let yourself think about the goal for a few seconds while you talk to your defenseman. Um, and then it's kind of once, once that guys settle down for, uh, for the face off, you have to make sure that you're just doing something to actively forget it. And uh, um, just kind of think the next play is all that matters because it doesn't matter if you think about, I mean, if you have a couple of bad plays in a row, then you can let yourself kind of spiral out of control and, so it's really important to kind of shut that down immediately. Um, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> mine might be different from every other goalie and I don't think any one routine is better than the other. Um, but I think it's good to kind of include breaths, um, something physical and yeah, just something, uh, find something and do the same thing every time. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, we are creatures of habit as goalies, you know, so it's, it's breathe uh, and then have some sort of physical thing that gets you right back into that next play. But, but I also like the way that Yale, um, your team after a goal, I mean, you guys always came together. Can can you talk a little bit about that? Like what are you saying in those meetings and, and how does that go? Yeah. Um, And so I think, kind of the main thing is it's never accusatory and there's no like, Hey, come on. Like, what'd you do there? Um, everything is kind of committed or is kind of, uh, going towards that reset. And, um, so the first thing is analyze exactly what happened. Okay. Um, our field and touch inside here, uh, you need to go faster, um, kind of fire faster, slide faster or something. Um, it could be something as simple as like, you know, that's, that's fine. That, that was like, you just got beat there. Um, that's okay. Um, sometimes I'll say, you know, that's a fine shot. And I let that one in. That's my bad. 
And as long as everyone's on the same page, um, then we can kind of quickly say like, all right, like uh, kind of let's go next one. Uh, reset here. That's kind of, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And I, I think you mentioned something really important there is as a goalie, I mean, you gotta, you gotta own the ones that you miss. Right. And, and let your team know that, Hey guys, that one's on me. I'll, I'll get that one next time. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, cause sometimes if say, I mean, I definitely have let in shots that I should have saved and I let them know that both. So kind of it's me taking responsibility and so we're on the same page, but also, so they're not thinking was that something I did wrong? Like, and then they start questioning themselves. And um, I think it kind of helps to relax them. If I'm saying, no, like you were fine there. You were fine on ball. Um, that was just me. Let's go next one. Like I'll, I, they won't get that twice. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that's an awesome attitude. And and the other key point there, like you said, it's non accusatory. I like, I just hate these, these lacrosse teams that have a culture of, of like everyone's blaming each other. Cause it's just such a toxic negative environment and it doesn't really help anyone. So, you know, if you and your team, are always like picking each other up and like analyzing the situation, like you said, like making the, the strategic adjustment, but always picking each other up and being positive. Uh, you just might win a national championship. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you definitely, you won't get as far if um, guys are kind of calling each other out in a bad, with a bad attitude. Um, that definitely is not helpful or kind of constructive criticism. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can't say something negative about someone's play. Um, it's you're holding yourself accountable, of course, and then you're, but you also are holding each other accountable. So um, it doesn't kind of censor what we say. It can be, Hey, um, like you just need to get that one. Like you need to get out there faster. And then usually that defenseman will, will agree because um, kind of everyone else saw it. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of casting your ego aside and um kind of accepting what happened in that play. And then once everyone knows exactly what happened and kind of can analyze it, um, understand it, then, then you reset and say, all right, but next play, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Have you, um, have you watched a replay of that championship game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you, um, I have, I have a particular favorite save that you made. Do you, do you have, before I, before I share mine, do, do you have one? Uh, specifically in that game um well let's see um how about you say yours and all <laughs> ah, <laughs> all right uh i forget exactly when it is but it's like the like starting of the second quarter and, and gutterding fires like a eight yard shot from like right at the top of the key and and you just make this like it's kind of like offs off hip, a little bit high, like crossbody save. That is just awesome textbook. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I would actually agree with you. Um, I think I would probably call that my kind of best save of the game if I if somebody <laughs> made me um, choose one. But um, yeah, no, I mean that's <laughs> I was kind of lucky enough to find it fast and re- and react and uh, try to do it as textbook as possible. But um, <laughs> Yeah. That's great. That's great. Let's go back to the beginning. Um, I'd love to hear kind of, uh, you know, how you started playing lacrosse, when you started playing goalie, why you started playing goalie. Could could you share that story? Yeah, definitely. Um, So let's see. I started playing goalie. Well, I, 
I joined um, I joined a club called Breakout in Washington D.C. where I'm from, and um, kind of the the guy who started the club um, at Breslin was an All-American goalie at Duke, and um, one of my kind of first mentors, um, which I had a lot of and was lucky enough to have a lot of. Um, and I actually played I played MIDI a lot, and uh, I kept playing MIDI kind of until mid high school. Um, and that was usually because we would have several goalies on the team, but let's see. So I started playing goalie when, um, one practice, I don't know how old I was. Um, I was kind of a little kid and, uh, coach president said, all right, we need some guys to, uh, kind of try playing goalie. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> and so kind of, I, I, and, uh, probably seven others um just volunteered to try it and did a little kind of day like goalie clinic um with the coach and then I think probably some guys said you know I'd rather I'm gonna go back to playing attack or something um and (laughs) I kind of liked it um and some of the other guys stayed with it and then I kind of had some good coaches there to just kind of keep pushing me and teaching me um so that's probably when I started and then kind of up until I reached high school, I would be playing um, one half goalie, <laughs> the other half playing midi. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I, 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 I hear that story quite a bit with uh, goalies who have made it to, you know, the highest levels of college and, and the MLL. Is that you know they they started out and played a lot in another position, and I think it's. You know, I mentioned it before, but it, it just develops those stick skills, knowledge of the game. I mean, so many, so many skills are learned by you know playing attack mid ed. Um, what about other sports? Did you play other sports besides lacrosse? Yeah, I, um, I think I, I played hockey before I ever touched lacrosse stick. But uh, my dad played hockey in college, and he was one of my kind of coaches in my little young my uh, little kid teams. Um, and I played club hockey kind of up until end of middle school, um, high school. And then I played um, hockey for my high school. I also played soccer growing up. Um, and yeah, so my kind of high school, I played uh, soccer, hockey, lacrosse. And near the end, I uh, narrowed it down to uh, soccer and lacrosse mainly because I wanted to do lacrosse conditioning in the winter. And I, I really hated um giving up hockey. Um, I kind of always loved hockey. still do, uh, go caps. And, <laughs> um, and, uh, no. So, I mean, I think I wouldn't have given up hockey. I had thought that I definitely would be kind of recruited for the cross, but, um, I thought that would give me kind of an edge. Um, I thought I needed to play two seasons of lacrosse just to uh, kind of give myself a better, better chance at, college across that's great can you um and can you talk a little bit about the recruiting process um more more so from the standpoint of like if there's a young kid out there who's listening to this that kind of eventually wants to play d1 lacrosse like what are some things they should be considering or i guess another way to say it is just what are some things that that maybe you wish you had known uh before starting out yeah um Oh, the first thing that uh, parents will like me for is you definitely need to kind of keep your grades high and 
uh, that was especially true for me. Um, I had a lot of kind of luckily I had a lot of uh, mentors, both in the lacrosse world and academic world who told me like, I mean, if you can keep your grades at a certain this point, whatever it is, um, it'll almost make it so that coaches don't worry about the academic part, then they only have to analyze your, your lacrosse game. And uh, I think that was so true. <laughs> and I also, I always knew kind of that I was, that I wanted to kind of go to a good academic school and um, definitely play lacrosse there, play, probably when I was younger, just thinking play sports there. And um, I think I, I guess, let's see, one uh, main thing I did was I sent a lot of emails and <laughs> Um, a lot of coaches did not respond, but um, I kind of, I kept sending emails, just making sure my name kept popping up at the top of their uh, email list there. And whenever I was at, <clears throat> at a college or going to a prospect day or something, I would try to say hi to them. And uh, I think just kind of making sure that they know you're interested is a big a uh, big part of it and then kind of making it so they don't have to worry about your academics. Um, and then also just obviously focusing on your game and kind of keeping your head down and working um, as hard as you can. That's, that's a big part. That's great. I mean, those are great tips. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, the academics is number one, you know, you, you gotta keep your grades up and, and work just as hard in the classroom as you do, as you do on the field. And then um, why, why did you go with Yale? I mean, the school and the coaching staff um, just drew me there. And then kind of once I visited uh, the guys I met, I just found, I mean, I didn't have, I didn't have endless options. Um, but the more I kind of, the more I got to know Yale and its, and its staff and its players, um, the more I thought this is the best place for me. Um, I met at guys just um, like me in, kind of values and work ethic and um and so I think I I just really could see myself there and I think kind of the important thing is being able to go to a campus meet the people and uh if it feels like home that's a good sign I think <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely that's great so then you get there and then you know obviously coming in as a freshman you know you've got to you've got to earn that starting spot right can you talk a little bit about um, that process? Yeah, I mean, I think, let's see, the only thing you can control is kind of how hard you work, um, your play. And, I mean, I we had, we had a lot of good goalies. And um, so I kind of just had to, I just kept my head down, um, tried to work as hard as I could every day, um, and really thankful kind of for that opportunity when it came. Um, and I mean, point we kind of, we could throw any of our goalies in, in the goal and be fine, I think. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, um, <coughs> um, glad I was given that chance. That's great. Yeah. And you certainly made the most of that opportunity. Um, what, what, uh, what, what does your goalie training regiment look like? Like, what did you do like during season, um, to prepare yourself you know, to be a dominant goalie? I guess the main thing is uh, we would have probably half an hour-ish uh, at the beginning of each practice um, just for warm-up 
shots, drills, uh, whatever coach Compatello had for us that day. And, um, I think, I think that was kind of a big, uh, change for me from high school at that time, um, dedicated to just goalie work. Um, and that, that was really important in, in high school. I kind of had to do that on my own, <laughs> um, had to either like show up, show up early and get guys to shoot on me or, um, stay after, or just kind of in between drills and things, uh, have a coach kind of do drills with me, but, um, it's definitely worked into the practice schedule. Um, you know, that our practice schedule kind of, <clears throat> it's on, it's on a clock. Um, it's very regimented and, um, yeah, we just have, uh, we have time dedicated to goalie work and, um, I think that's, it's just important to set aside time, but also use that time very efficiently and just always be doing something. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's so important that you have dedicated goalie goalie time. I, I think a lot of coaches think that, you know, when they're, they're doing shooting drills, like, Oh, well, the goalies are, are working and they're seeing shots and yeah, that helps. But right. But you also got to work on your feet and work on your hands and work on your quickness and strength. And, you know, there's so many, uh, it's a cuss. It's a, it's a, a, you know, a unique position and you've got to train that way. Yeah. Um, some drills definitely are detrimental uh, to goalies, even though you are seeing shots. Um, I mean, <clears throat> that's kind of one thing. <laughs> if we had a drill that was really high, high volume in tight finishing or something, um, Coach Shea would often <laughs> kind of pull me aside for it and just say, you know, it's okay to let some in, um, but kind of remember to stay fundamental. And um, I think that really helps. I mean, it's right. If you, if you're just focusing on stopping everything and not doing it sometimes the right way that uh, helps you and then you might start losing your form. And uh, I mean, that's a drill that's hurting you. So it's definitely important to both design drills to help you, but also when you're doing, drills with your team um make sure that, that you're just staying fundamental and uh you know saving the ball the right way <laughs> man that is such an important point <laughs> it's a lot of coaches have asked me like why why is why is those drills bad they're seeing shots but that's exactly what it is they lose their form right and 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 then you know goalie being one of repetition and one of habits like if you lose your form you're not being fundamental. You're going to take that into the next drill and the next game um, and, and continue those bad habits. Right. I'm, I'm writing I mean, that down. Personally, <laughs> sure. uh, personally, when I start losing my form, I start kind of kicking the ball away <laughs> instead of getting my hands to it. And you, the coaches can always tell when I'm kind of getting, I'm losing my form, I'm losing kind of composure in a high volume drill because I'll just start stopping things with different body parts and not get my hands to it. And so that's when they're like, all right, let's uh, just step out here. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's important to kind of be aware of how you're, how you're moving and if your footwork is deteriorating or whatnot. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the beauty of a great coach is that most goalies will probably have a, something similar to what you just said, where, you know, a habit they get into, whether that's, kicking at the ball, like you just said, or maybe it's, um, dropping their hands or just showing overall negative body language that you can kind of tell like, okay, you know, they're, they're feeling beat up. 
um, let's get, let's get another goalie in there or let's get, you know, let's get the goalies out of there and put up a, put up a tarp or, or, you know, shooting net or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what about this summer? What, what, um, are you, are you in terms of, you know, training goalie wise, what does that look like? Are you, are you taking it easy kind of recovering or do you have a, a training regiment that you're going through? Um, so kind of right after the season, um, we recover a little bit and, and, uh, kind of make sure any of those kind of tweaked muscles or slight injuries from the season, um, can have a little time to heal. And it's definitely kind of important to sleep, you know, get your, get your strength back, get back to a hundred percent. Um, but then, yeah, no, we're just, um, kind of all our, the summer we'll lift and, um, kind of do other things, but, and just kind of, for me, I'll, I'll just make sure I'll just like hit play wall ball or something. Um, maybe once or twice a week. Um, and then kind of the closer it gets to fall, uh, I'll definitely see some shots. Um, but yeah, I think you don't have to overdo it at the beginning of the summer. Um, kind of just, it's also important to take some time, uh, kind of get in shape. Um, you don't need to be seeing shots every day, uh, but that'll definitely amp it up just the crosswise the closer we get to fall yeah cool yeah that's that sounds great um you mentioned when you got to college you know the training changed a little bit and that you had more dedicated you know specific goalie work how did uh how did your specific game change in terms of how you made saves like your arc or your you know your your style of play was there any uh, change that went on there between your high school game and, and your current college game? Um, I think there were kind of slight mechanical tweaks, but, um, I think my, in high school, um, maybe like a mid, mid high arc and that may have, uh, gotten a little more shallow, um, when I got to college, just because the ball moves so much faster, uh, um, kind of around the perimeter and uh, through passes and you have to be able to get to both sides of the goal um, quickly and uh, I think clearing probably changed a little bit um, a lot of it uh, it's much <laughs> more structured um, in college and I think high school occasionally I'd get away with uh, kind of a self-clear if they had shot other guys or um, I probably ran up much more than I do now um, because now we kind of, we rely on our systems more and kind of, uh, coach Baxter and coach Shea, they do a great job with defense and the clearing. And, um, so yeah, I guess you, you rely more on the systems and so my clearing has kind of become more regimented, um, kind of more disciplined. Cool. Can we talk about that clearing a little bit? Cause that's a, that's a, that's a subject I haven't really hit on, um, with anybody else is, um, are you talking about more like kind of set plays where you'd maybe chase a ball out, out the end line, or is this like your, um, like making a save and, and initiating the clear from there? Yeah, I think it's, it's not so much a play as it is, uh, similar to an offensive offenses set, I guess. Um, but we definitely have 
you know, looks at different phases of the clear um, and kind of guys, specific guys you're looking for. Um, usually, obviously the first look is often to kind of a streaking midfielder. Um, one of the guys uh, kind of busting out over the top. And I think kind of a little bit what's universal is uh, <laughs> uh, dog. Uh, what's universal is kind of you look up first and then kind of lower and then to the sides, um, but that step out. But um, no, we definitely, I guess what I mean by discipline and regimented is um, we do have looks that are the right look and looks that are the wrong look for certain times um, and for certain rock too yeah i know what you mean i mean it, it also could depend on the game situation as well it's like do i want to force that 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 pass into a tight window or should we just play it safe that that type of thing you're talking about yeah 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 i often compare the goalies to the quarterbacks um you know when when they're making the clear and you have those looks just like quarterbacks have uh, you know, reads like their first, their first read, their second read, third read. And then if none of that's there, they take off running just like a goalie needs to take off running or at least go out the back of the crease. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned a few times, some of your lacrosse goalie idols, um, who, who are they? And, and what would you say you've specifically learned from them? I'm not sure if I have any idols per se, but they're definitely goalies that I've, um, that I've watched um, a little bit like growing up, I think. Um, let's see. Right, well, one of my one of my first mentors uh, at present was goalie, but um, I think I kind of watched more of John Galloway, um, some of his college MLL um, game. Let's see. Uh, Adam Gittleman. Um, so other guys. I mean, I don't think I really have any idols but they're definitely i definitely try and find um kind of earlier professional um or try and find professional goalies who have a similar style to me um i think i i might not look at scotty rogers because he has a good five inches and more pounds on me but um his play style would be slightly different for that reason um you know i try and find guys who we're similar in the way I play. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I know what you mean. I always encourage goalies to find someone just, just like you said, find someone who's your style. Uh, and me, I'm a smaller goalie as well. Uh, so, you know, Scott, the Scotty Rogers of the world are not my style. I'm more, I'm more Adam Gittleman and he's, you know, one of my, uh, one of the goalies I really look up to as well. And I hope I can get him on the show. <laughs> but, um let's see so what about do you have any specific pregame rituals that you go through oh boy um <clears throat> i wouldn't say i'm so much superstitious as i am i think it's important to have some things that you keep the same just to as cues to your mind um but Let's see. I mean, we have guys who have much more intricate uh, pregame rituals, whether it's a specific food they eat um, before games. But uh, I think I mainly, I like to get there early. Um, 
I'll, you know, get some treatment if I need it. Um, maybe play some wall ball juggles and whatnot. Um, and really just listen to music. Um, might play, visualize some of the game in my head. But other than that, I'm basically trying to stay loose and focused. Um, and yeah, then kind of until we step on the field. Cool. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, those are, those are all the all the things I definitely encourage. You know, a little wall ball, getting there early so you're not stressed out, um, getting your hands going. And I know what you mean. Some people have some people, some goalies, some other teammates have such intricate pregame routines that you know it's like you feel like if they miss one little thing, like the whole day's ruined. <laughs> but um, yeah, you got to reset. Do it again. <laughs> yeah right all right you gotta clean off my eye black and start all over again and go, go back to the beginning um did you uh did you go through a slump at all this year and if so how, how did you uh how did you get out of that yeah i think i definitely had some weeks um that were worse than others and i mean i think that's kind of a just took a larger scale reset um we talked about the reset right after goals. And I think if I had a week, maybe it was kind of coupled with a hard academic week. Um, for some reason I'm not really sleeping. Um, definitely had weeks and games that weren't my best. And uh, I guess wish I could redo, but um, it's just, it's important to kind of be able to like say, okay, it's a new week. Um, kind of last week doesn't define anything. Um, and I think I kind of those weeks I had help from teammates, from coaches, um, and I think you kind of have, you can find your own way to reset yourself. Um, but definitely kind of sleep, um, replaying it and then kind of flipping the switch and visualizing having a good week. Um, yeah. Yeah. That visualization is so key. Um, really in all of sports, I think, but you know, especially in, especially for a goalie, I mean, just visualizing yourself going through those saves. Um, and that's why I love that walk the line drill so much is that, you know, you, when, when you're doing it, you're really visualizing those shots coming at you. And then when those shots come at you, you've been there before cause you've seen it. Um, so I'm glad you mentioned that visualization piece. Yeah. Cool. Um, any other general advice you would give young goalies? Let's see. Um, I mean, it's just remember kind of why you love the game. And as a goalie, there's always going to be times where it's, it's hard. I mean, I remember kind of in my, I guess, younger, younger years of playing goalie, just being straight up blamed for games. And <laughs> when you get older, they usually a little more rational. Don't, don't mean it as much, but um, yeah, they're definitely hard times, but uh, I think, you know, it's, it's an important position and it's, it's a great game. And I think you kind of, at the end of the day, you have to remind yourself that you're working this hard because because you love it and um, because it's fun and um, there's stress that comes with it. But 
I think you just have to keep that perspective. Well said. Very well said. And then finally, um, what is your, uh, what is your weapon of choice? What, what kind of stick are you, are you playing with these days? Um, let's see. So I think I probably beginning of the season switched to the Eclipse 2 um, and one of the Under Armour goalie shafts. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I think I'm the only goalie on our team who likes wax mesh. Everyone else kind of just like, ew, too sticky. But um, yeah. That's interesting. Why do you like the, the wax mesh? I think I've just always liked more whip <laughs> and I mean I, th- I kind of get a kick out of guys picking up my stick and trying to toss to one of the other guys and just throwing it right into the ground but um, <laughs> I think you definitely yeah, try to fix that a little bit but I think mesh is totally goalie to goalie um, but I think I, I just kind of tried it a while back and stuck with it I just like how it doesn't give up as many rebounds but um, it doesn't break as much especially when you get to college i've kind of shredded some lighter weight mesh <laughs> nice yeah and the the eclipse too is what i've been using as well um how do you like how do you like that head uh, it's working well for me um it's yeah i guess i, I used the eclipse one for a while and uh it's one of the only things with that was it was so flexible and um Eclipse 2 is a little stiffer, which I like. You can, you can kind of put weight on it, and it won't just collapse. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot stiffer and not, not that much heavier. I, I find the other, like the Nemesis and those uh, those sticks just to be really heavy for my liking. Yeah. Cool. Do you, um, and then the, the Eclipse has like a, like a different throat setup. When you set up with your top hand, are you um, like touching the plastic, or do you actually grip, grip the plastic? So I had to mess around with this when I got the Eclipse 2, um, and I couldn't figure it out for a week. <laughs> but uh, I think I eventually, I think my, my index finger goes on the plastic, and so I'm I'm kind of straddling plastic metal, um, and I will, so I will kind of grip the plastic a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure yeah. chatting with you, Jack, and and um, I know for a lot of people that that you know, watch that national championship game. Um, you know, the young goalies out there, you're one of the heroes. So it's been, it's been awesome to, uh, to chat with you and kind of learn what, uh, you know, what you go through and how you became uh, a great goalie. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much, Damon. Really appreciate it. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jack star. It's always interesting to get, a different perspective. We've been talking with so many professional goalies that it's great to hear from a, a college goalie and a young college goalie at that being only a freshman. I hope you learned quite a bit in that show. If you did definitely reach out, let me know what you thought. Always look forward to hearing from all of the podcast listeners out there. Take care. I'm coach Damon. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.